It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Curran View with the owner of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away, son, how are you? Well, I don't think I've been steady away. I've been ill for a fortnight, maybe three are. weeks now. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I am getting better. You did say the other thought, day. But, you know, it's itching sore now, so that's telling me it's healing uh, a lot better. Yeah, good. I mean, you have said to me that you are getting better day by day. You're feeling better day by day, so so that's good. Um, On tonight's podcast, a little bit later in the second half of the podcast, we're going to have our topics of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about Keegan, uh, Euro 28, Merce versus Dean, Rooney, Carlisle's away following, and one that we did speak about briefly, and you were right, the Forest Fire of 1968. So more to come in the podcast in the second half. Um, you can access the full podcast, guys, all the w's.patreon.com forward slash SRB media, or you can get the first half on spotify or apple um, it is entirely up to you uh, magic moments tc what have you sourced for us this week yeah i'm going for one of my old clubs evans jack clark on loan from leeds it, the second goal absolutely sublime goal um do you mean jack harrison yeah jack what am i called yeah jack yeah clark. yeah jack clark he's the boy jack, at sunday yeah, He's, got, he's at Sunderland, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, yeah. When you said Jack, then I thought, blimey. I mean, both players are quality players. Uh, both players, yes, of course, played for Leeds United. But when a ball hits the bar and then goes in, there's something special about that, isn't there? Absolutely. No chance. You know you, you know, the keeper's not going to get that at all, are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But whenever you've played, whether it be the park, whether it be the playground, whether it be, in your case, you know, Wembley Stadium or Hillsborough, any of the top flight grounds, if you hit a ball and it hits that bar and then goes in, it, it just makes that goal even more special. You just get a real, you know, that, wow, what a goal that was. It was a great goal. But again, I mean, there's still some great goals again this weekend throughout the leagues. But, yeah. you know, I've gone for one of my old clubs. How brilliant would that goal have been? I mean, it wasn't, didn't go in at the end of the day. By the time he actually got a shot in that Brazilian centre half from Crystal Palace, I think he was absolutely knackered. But his run with the ball, pretty much from his own half, he's gone straight through the defence and he's just smashed one. And I thought, oh, please go in. And and that's one of those that I look at that, you know, magic moments aren't just goals. Sometimes they're saves. No, Sometimes right. they, they're just um, magic moments in the game. But... You know, when you do see the ball hit the back of the net, you do have it replayed. And when you don't, sadly, you don't have it replayed. Yeah. But, but you see, people go on when they go on about those type of runs. It should have been. It's not like olden days where they could bring him down. No, not at all, no. Well, when I said bring him down with a cruel foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, uh, they, they have to be careful nowadays, mm -hmm. especially if they're all over there on a booking. And I'm not saying anybody was on a booking there. But the slight little drop of the shoulder yeah. will kill a defender. Yeah. It will kill him. Yeah. You know, he's no chance of recovering because then he's got to twist and turn uh, to try and chase him back. So you're right. When you see anybody run with the ball uh, and go on those sublime runs, you, you like to see finish off with the goal, don't you? Yeah, also in that game as well, um, Morgan Gibbs-White, when he just put his ankle onto that ball and you're thinking, just hit the post and go in. Because that pass from that defend, I can't remember who, who pinged a, maybe a 60-yard pass to him. And you, you're just thinking again, if that goes in, it's replay time and time again. But it was, again, another moment of um, of magic and, and skill that, that we like to watch when we're watching our football and we like to talk about. Well, it's not the only just view. us, there's other people what like Absolutely. to see that. Too. Yeah, well, that's what we yeah. go to the games for, to watch goals, to see moments of magic, because it's artists that we go to watch that gets bums on seats and ultimately those same bums off the seats. Uh, young Gibby, hat-trick for Carlisle United. I do want to mention the away following and Carlisle as a football club a little bit later in the podcast. But um, his first hat-trick, his first match ball signed, uh, Bolton versus Carlisle. Great away win for Carlisle. And a great little, um, great hat-trick for, uh, for Gibby, a kid that I've, I've known since he was um, a little and he, he, you know, grown up round our area, my adopted area of Bartley Green and went to school with my, uh, with my stepdaughter. Yeah, listen, I mean, you wrote, you wrote some more, you put a post up and I looked at it, you know, Carlisle 4,000 away from home. Mm. And I'm thinking, Mr. what's going off here? Mm. Because because what anybody tells me, Carlisle don't get that at home, near mind away you did, from home. You did comment on that. You know, and it's not to, it's not to be criticised because mm. I'd like to see all the teams. But mm. There's nothing finer than taking away whoever you play for, mm. you know, uh, whoever you play for, um, having that support away from home is tremendous. And like you say, a great result at, at, at Bolton because they've been playing exceptionally well. Yeah. You know, uh, the kid gets an attic, like you said, and you take much interest on him because of... Uh, your closeness to for, for where he came from, yeah. but it, I, do, I just question where, where did Carlisle get four thousand from? I've never known him take that kind of support away from home. Well, it we, just there's always a question marks with certain things with me, and it's not to be picky. Yeah, one little bit. We will be talking about that in a little bit more depth later on in the second half, too. So we'll put that on the back burner. Uh, Gary Gardner's goal for Birmingham City, the free kick. I thought it was Great fabulous. Goal. I mean, one of my um, customers, I, I, I did say to him today, apologies for absolutely smashing you at 3-1, but it was never a penalty. I mean, how that referee looked at that and had judged uh, it was a penalty for Birmingham City. God Week own, in, yeah, God week own. out. I know, it is. Yeah, silly yeah. mistakes. Yeah. I was thinking of you when, obviously, when they were losing 1-0 and then when they got back penalty, I thought... I wonder what Gabby's going to say about this penalty. And then for him to go on to win 3-1. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, what's, I mean, what's happened there with the manager? Is he, is, has he resigned or has he, have they sacked him? Is he going to Rangers and is Rooney coming to you lot? 
again to we're going a lot to... of questions there for you to answer and all Gabby there are and we're going to be doing that in the second half there's a lot to do <laughs> in our topics of the week TC this week but we're on the magic moments and Gary Gardner it was a magic moment and if you're taking a free kick and you ping it where Gary Gardner pinged it not many goalkeepers are going to save that are they you can have two goalkeepers and yeah. you're not going to save it absolutely you won Never mind, there's not many. They're not if, if that ball's it right. Yep. It's like I listen to all these experts uh, on TV. Yeah. And they'll say, "Oh, that's bad defending." If that quality of the ball is put into the box, and the timing of the striker going into the box is right, mm. defenders will never stop it. When you're taking a free kick and you hit it that sweet, and with that such accuracy, you can have the best goalkeepers in the world. You know, you get the, the you'll get the one in a blue moon like the Gordon Banks one against Pelly the Edda. You know what makes that incredible save? You think how's he done that? Mm. But nine times out of ten, as you know, uh, they will. Uh, you know, they will never going to stop them. The goalkeepers. Absolutely, and finally for me, uh, James Madison's assist for Tottenham away at Luton Town. Uh, last weekend, I think James Madison is a fantastic player. We've both earth... been saying it. I know we have two uh, for ages. What a what a what a signing for Tottenham! I think the signing of the uh, of the summer for me. But again, I look at the victim the... of forty million quid. I know. I just think he's a he's a fabulous player. Again, for me, for England, I build the midfield round the likes of Grealish, um, Madison, um, Phil Foden. Jude Bellingham. I think we've got a number of really, really good players, but unfortunately, Gareth likes his two old in midfield players. And for, in my opinion, Madison won't get a look in, he won't get a kick. I have heard on Talk Sport recently, who would you rather have, Odegaard or Madison? And I keep hearing them. Some will say Madison, some will say Odegaard. Not one of them has given my answer to, and I've listened quite a lot to the debate, not one fan has given the answer that I would give them. Yeah, but, listen, if you, if you didn't have, if you didn't have um, Odegaard, yeah. right, you'd take Madison, wouldn't you? I'd have them both. And, and, that's, if you didn't have, and that's my answer. If you I'd have them both. Yeah, but if you did not, no, we, we, you can't have them both. I can. No. Why? Because Arsenal's not going to sell Odegaard. No, no, no. Leicester's I'm just gonna, yeah, Leicester's yeah, yeah. Going to sell Madison. Yeah. Now, the only we, the only reason, the only reason you will get them both is if you if you're the Manchester City. Yes. Right. So I get I get your question. Mm. What I'm trying to say is. If I thought we were best of the two, I'd slightly go with Madison. But I do like Odegaard. Yeah, I like them both. I think they're great players. Yeah. So, so it's a difficult thing to, to say. Now, if you ask me, would I have them both? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I'd find an old midfield player and let them two go and play. I mean, the, the, the midfield player that I would have anchoring my midfield would be Rodri. And I think Manchester City have... Oh. Have really uh, missed him. I think. I think the kid has got absolutely anybody. everything. Yeah, he's got More everything. Can I? What an absolute superstar of a player. Uh, Book corner TC. 
in uh, association with myfootballbooks.com and he always sends us a recommendation. And this week it's Don Howe, Hero in the Shadows by David uh, Tossel. And on this day, 12th of October, 1935, Don Howe was born one of the great coaches, wasn't he? Don, not really a manager, didn't really cut it as a manager, but as an assistant and as a coach. I mean, in Alan Hudson's words, the only coach he ever liked. I've never, uh, obviously I've never played for Don Howe, but he tried to sign me when he, when he was Arsenal manager. Okay. Um, but when he was at, uh, I was at, uh, I could have gone to Arsenal, Man United or Everton. Yeah. But what happened was they uh, they got the, both them two coming Arsenal and, and uh, Man United, uh, and the opening. That's why Everton well, we couldn't agree to him being our Kendall at that time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what uh, put both them two off Man United and Arsenal because uh, Reg Brearley were wanting too much money. But Donnell is highly spoken of with well, I say hundreds. Many, many top class footballers. Mm. You know, they say Donnell was one hell of a coach, but I never come I never come across him to coach you know, for him to coach me. So I mean the best coach I ever played under, the coach I'm talking about, was a guy called Frank Blunston. Okay, yeah. Ex Chelsea mm-hmm. uh do you yeah. know Frank? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Know Frank? yeah, he does. Um I had him at Derby County, absolutely brilliant coach. No not cleverness about it, always trying to help you. Always giving you advice, and th- the way we spoke to you, made, it made you want to listen to him. And that's so the, he was the best coach I ever came across. And that's the thing, isn't it, about coaches? It's working with a player and trying to get the best out of a player. I mean, yeah. Alan said to me of Don Howe, Don never once told us how to play football. Don was there; he organised the defence, and um, and and he got he got things organised. Had Don Howe had arrived at Arsenal earlier then Hudson would have stayed. It was just the problem that he had with Terry Neal and um, Dono, uh, Hero in the Shadows book. Um, maybe 18 months ago, David wrote this book, but a great man. And Alan has put contributions uh, to the book, so access your books wherever you can. I usually go on Amazon and then get them from Amazon, but there are many other different ways. It's just that I'm lazy and I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. That's what annoys me when you hear people saying on mainstream media, um, I got that from Asda, other supermarkets are available. Well, we know other supermarkets are available, but I got it from bloody Asda. So, like, what's your fuss? What's your problem? Grow a pair. This ain't for the woke. This podcast, we say what we what we what we believe. We say what we think, and that's the, and that's the way it is. We're not nasty. Yeah. We're not vindictive. We just nope. say um, on our group, we give people the chance, the platform to air their opinions we without are being not, shouted down at. We are not going to bow down to the woke. No. They're, they're entitled to their opinion, yeah. but don't express their opinion. They express us to agree with them. 100%. For the sake of it, 100%. We, we won't do that. No, we have our own minds, we have our own opinions. And as long as you're not being nasty and spiteful and that, there's nothing wrong with expressing those opinions. Uh, blue was the colour, a tale of tarnished love by. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Andy Hamilton. I did hear Andy talk on the Orcs Ben Jacobs show uh, last week about his book. He's a comedian. I don't know if you're aware of the fella, but... Um, Blue was the colour, A Tale of Tarnished Love by Andy Hamilton. I mean, Chelsea, what a great football club. And you can only um, draw an opinion that it was it, it was the colour. I mean, Blue is the colour, famous uh, song. Two great the... songs, then, you know, the Leeds United one and oh, Chelsea yeah. one. Absolutely fabulous songs. Well, you know football that... Football songs. Yeah, you know that Marching On Together, that song, the yeah. Marching On Together, that was Paul Trevelyan. Paul Trevelyan got all, he got an awful lot of things sorted out there in them days of Leeds United and the FA Cup final and you know well, the, both sides were like a double A side, weren't it? Yeah, there was. It was um, play all the way for two Leeds great, United two great and then songs March- and the, uh, the, the Leeds one, but the Chelsea yeah. one and all I, I love to sing along to. Yeah, but it was Don Reaver actually said when you're doing a Leeds United, you know, I want Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. And I want, I want it like marching, marching, you know, like the Robin Hood, the yeah. marching, 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 like Robin Hood. And that was a kind of concept that the boys were, uh, so Don, were, were given. Don was good at uh, writing songs then. <laughs> I think he was good at giving orders and making yeah. plans, as was Jack, because Jack was quite instrumental in in those days with Don Reavy as well. And I did do a, a podcast with Paul Trevelyan, the boy that was born to draw. He's one of the most engaging, most um, unbelievable characters I've ever had the pleasure to spend a podcast with. So access it as you access all the podcasts. But this was, blue was the colour. And it may be looking at how he fell in love with Chelsea and then when the money came, uh, how, how it, it leaves a bit of a a sour taste in people's <laughs> mouths. I, I get that. Um, I like that Hartlepool United advert. Have you heard that on Talksport? No, we're, no, no. Yeah, it's like we're in a club that can get bought. Boys, we've just been bought by an oil baron. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that that's the football fan in it, really. They really? are, they are, you know. Um, yeah, when they get those cool. adverts right, you know, they are some of them are brilliant, but some are a crap, but some yeah. of them when they get them right, they're brilliant. But I just think the really simple ones, the best don't overcomplicate yeah, yeah. it. It's like a joke, any don't tell a complicated joke, because most people can't I can't understand difficult jokes. I like things simple. I'm a very simple person. So I like well, things simple. They've done away with simple jokes by calling them racist and, and misogynist. It's, it's yeah. sad. If you can't take a bloody joke, then you shouldn't be on this earth. 
But this is the thing, Terry. I mean, you know, when you look at... You don't have to listen to it, but everybody's got to stop listening to it because it woke. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, when you look at the British and you look at the British mentality, we're pretty self-deprecating and we like to take the piss. And and, yeah. that, and we like our football, we like our humour, and that's our culture. So, like, if you don't like it, you can do one, because that's what we do like. So, if it offends you, all these woke people, jog on and go and live somewhere yeah, else. Don't, yeah, we like exactly. the way we don't, live. Don't be on my post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, oh, I can delete you. You don't make it yeah. interesting. That's the same on our site, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100% so. And third in the uh, trilogy. Well, we don't be trio. rude. We don't be, you know, no. we just don't want to be, the, we just don't want to be woke. No, I just don't get when it, it come about that our language have been taken away from us. Our opinions have been taken away from us. And all of a sudden you must say this because of it, it's equality. And I'm going, hang on a minute. If I must say that, that ain't equal. That's dictatorship, that is. Eddie Izzard like will that. always be Eddie Izzard and a man to me. 100%. As long always. as he's got a pair of bollocks, he'll be a bloke. End of. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's the way it is. There's two sexes. If you've got a vagina, you're a female. If yeah. you've got a pair of bollocks and a penis, you're a bloke. End of. Yeah. You know, un- unless aliens come down and have something different, then that's the way it is. But, you know, <laughs> that's well, the way I see Listen, what... We don't know what's coming next anyway, do we? Oh, we have absolutely. I mean, we don't even know what's coming next on the uh, on the Current View podcast, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the last book in the in the trio is The Armistice Day Killing, The Death of Tommy Ball and The Life of the Man Who Shot Him. Now, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar of, of this book and the story it's from colin brown and it is featured in the latest issue of the wonderful uh, retro football magazine back pass uh, issue 86 autumn 2023 five pound 90 cheap at half the price and it's a magazine that i subscribe to and on page 36 there's a lovely write-up on it and there are an aston villa group um podcast guys i'm not sure what ones they are because there's loads of them and and i just there's that many i keep forgetting who they are to be fair but rob bishop birmingham historian uh, aston villa historian and the fellow that used to write for the birmingham mail they're both on this documentary and it's absolutely fantastic and uh, literally Tommy Ball was uh, a real up-and-coming, promising player for Aston Villa. And he got shot by his neighbour, who was a, I think he was a police inspector. He got, he was, he got a job eye up in the police. One day, he just shot him. What? Murdered him or just yeah, by... Yeah, just shot him, yeah. I mean, I and, and, and to this day, and this November marks 100 years of that shooting, and, and still nobody actually really knows what went on. I mean, problem is with murders like 100 years ago, there aren't many people that are still alive to give evidence, is there? No, no. And the thing is, the higher up you are, the more cover-up there is. 100%. Oh, absolutely know, so 100%. It's, it's, cra- it's a crazy world we're living in, really, even think, back then to what yeah, it is now. I think it's always been mad. It's just getting madder. But the wonderful book written by Colin Brown, The Armistice Day Killing, The Death of Tommy Ball and the Life of the Man Who Shot Him. So, uh, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely book of, what, two and a half hundred, um, well, 300 pages. Um, 
It, I like, love all these, all these. Uh, I love historic into, the, into this podcast, you know, because we do learn something uh, every week. with what you know, what you uh, bring to it. Can I? I mean, when you think of that, you know, an ex-footballer playing with a top team yeah. and get shot by a policeman. Yeah, who lives next door? Yeah. And Incredible. still, and still, nobody knows what happened. But it is a hundred years ago, and that is a a fantastic book, and it is featured in the latest issue of Backpass magazines. When you're talking about learning things, um, I've got to give a, a shout out to my new podcasts that we've got coming out. Uh, part fourteen of our football book podcast with Andy from uh, myfootballbooks.com and also My Life, My Music, Tours, Testimonials and Friendlies with Alan Hudson. Now, when when I say genius, Udi is an absolute genius and not just on the pitch, but off it. And 100%. I've learnt Without so a question, much. Video, absolutely genius for football. Do you know what, Tony? I have learnt so much from Alan. I've been working now with Alan just a little bit longer than you. And uh, he does, we do our My Life, My Music. We've done Ud at 50. We've covered all of his career. We've done Pain and Glory. We've done lots and lots of podcasts. I never stop learning from Hoodie. His stories Is are he, just brilliant. He wrote a great story today. I know, I've well, seen it, yeah. I, don't, it came, I saw it today. Yeah, sometimes yeah. You know, I don't see some of his stuff. And then yeah. the next minute he pops up. Um, brilliant story. And, it, you know, how he writes them and all, you know, it's... It, it, Past, it, the reading, it gets intense, and you don't want to, you don't want it to start to end, really. No, and he's wrote many, many a book. Um, he's he's so intelligent, so bright. His brain is phenomenal, and mm. and I'll phone him up of a morning, um, and he'll either be listening to music or he'll be writing. I mean, he he doesn't stop, and and the stories that have come out of the most recent one. Tours, testimonials, and friendlies. Uh, we're going to be finishing with the Marrakesh Express, <laughs> and um, and and he's a fantastic story of when he was in Morocco with Stoke City, and also he talks about Famagusta as well when they were in in Famagusta in 1974, just as the war was breaking out in Cyprus. And I'm I'm like listening to him, and I'm like I then go and research it, and I go. Blimey, I didn't realise all, all this. So, guys, you can access all of Alan's podcasts, The Current View, Alan Hudson, The Legends of the 70s. It's only just over a pound a week. All the W's, patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. It's just a pity that Alan and Chelsea had fallen out because he was such a great player for them, for Chelsea. They yeah, he was. Such a great team. Mm. Uh, but I understand Alan's frustration with, with, with the football club and the people what's uh, been involved with it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's always one idiot like Alan did put in that uh, post today. Uh, and I do uh, help him with his socials. So on the admin page, I'm always posting things for Alan. And we do get the occasional one from um, Chelsea Football Club. And I look at it, I just look at it, and, and I'm neutral, I'm a Birmingham City supporter. I look at it and I think, do you know what, mate? You are so lucky to have had such fantastic players playing for your team. I know that we've had some decent ones playing for Birmingham, 
but we've never had a player anywhere near as good as Alan no. Hudson, where the Royal Blue yeah, Birmingham City. Yeah. So you 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 should be blessed to be able to interact with Alan and share some of his stories. But you know, there's now as queer as folk as uh, the the saying goes too. So strange but true. The fabulous Baker Boys. If you remember, we we was uh, promoting yes. the book the other week. Yeah. Um, fabulous Baker Boys. On the 30th of January, 1960, Jerry Baker scored 10 goals in St Mirren's 15-0 victory over <laughs> Glasgow University in the first round of the Scottish Cup. The following season, on the 11th of February, 1961, Jerry's brother Joe scored nine in a Burnian's 15-1 victory over Feeble Rovers in the second round Absolutely of the Scottish incredible. Cup. I mean, like, them Baker boys, they were fabulous, wasn't they? The great, the, they are great uh, stories, and the great stories, for not stories, the great questions for quizzes, aren't they? They are, and all of these, strange but true, we get from uh, Les Scott's fantastic book. So thank you, Les. Yeah, denied promotion, buy a tree. And I do email Les and thank him <laughs> for his content and his book because it, it's fan, it's fantastic. And uh, the stories, I, that's what I love about football, the anecdotes, the stories, the things that make you sit up and go, do you know what, I didn't know that. And then you go and research them. Uh, in our Legends Lounge tea, we're going to put Joseph Keegan. Uh, we know him as Kevin, but his name wasn't Kevin. His name's Joseph Kevin Keegan. Born on the 14th of February, 1951 in Doncaster. Well, that's from the girls that didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doncaster, West Riding of Yorkshire. Yeah. Doncaster turned him down. Yeah, they did. I I think Coventry City did as well. I remember remember reading a book of Keegan's years ago. I'm sure he had an uncle that used to live in Nuneaton and he got a trial at Coventry City and uh, Coventry City turned him down. But you do find, don't you, that no matter who the player is, you've all been turned down, or most players have been turned down by a club in their time. It's only Sorry, opinion. I never got turned down whatsoever. No, I know you didn't, I got Mr. plenty Curran. of people to sign me, so I'm a lucky in that sense. <laughs> yeah, because you, you must have had good managers. Well, to be fair, all the money, the clubs that you went to, the managers wanted you, didn't they? Like yeah. with Keegan, who was a little bit younger, and he was going on trials at, at clubs. I mean, Chelsea, both Chelsea and QPR, both of them turned down um, Tony Curry. I know. I, I do. I didn't know that one. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. Tony's a massive Chelsea fan. I mean, he was on the podcast that, that we've done with with um, with TC, the other TC. He's telling me how he was in tears when uh, Chelsea sold Jimmy Greaves and he used to play in the back garden uh, with his brother. And uh, he was always Jimmy Greaves. And then Reg Matthews, of course, was Chelsea's goalkeeper in those days. And his brother was Bolton. He was always, I think he said he was Nat Lofthouse, his, his brother was. But uh, great memories and great times. But yeah, yeah, got turned down by both Chelsea, QPR. Both of them played him at centre-half and half-back. Yeah, Wolf turned uh, Barley down. So it's yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? Fulham I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. story with um, with um, Silks. 
with Zidane and Keegan, oh, isn't it? Oh, Silk Town's you know, a great story, yeah. You, when you look at the... I mean, you look at players like yeah. Farley, Zidane, yeah. Keegan, mm-hmm. uh, Curry, being turned down by football clubs. Hudson turned down at Fulham, the, the, the club he loved. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you. 